is decoding the crime verse. 911, what's your emergency? Hello, 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 and welcome back to Decoding the Crime Verse. I am Danny, and I am joined once again with my co-host. Fearless Eagle. Yes, and this case is making me angry, but it is okay because, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I understand people doing crime is one thing, but hey. doing it to children hey, hey, hey. makes me irritated. Aish. But today we are going to dive into the Oakland County child killer case where four children were brutally murdered and despite the years of investigations, remains unsolved. Dun, dun, dun. So, Aye. yes. So, four children were murdered between February 1976 and March 1977. This was... Mark Steppens, who was 12, who vanished on February 15, 1976. Uh, he was the first one. Mm-hmm. And he was found dead four days later. Police believed a serial killer murdered Steppens and three other children in the Oakland County. And the children were last all last seen within a mile of Woodward Avenue and had been fed and cared for until their murders the killer or killers actually bathed them like that is like that is ridiculous to me so you steal a child right okay number one then you feed them hey hey and clothe them and bath them to kill them hey hey. that's like when you know you you feed the the one pig the most because that's the (laughs) one you're gonna kill anyway the killer was primarily known as the Oakland County child killer, but they were, he could have also been referred to as the babysitter killer. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, Michigan State Police confirmed the investigation is still open and new tips and things are still being investigated. Okay, so the four children that were considered official victims of the child killer were Mark Steppens, 12, Jill Robinson, 12, Christine Myhilish, Lick Mylick, Mylick, I think, 10, and Timothy King, 11. All four children were murdered, as we said, between 1976 and 1977. Two were girls, two were boys, and the police believed that only the boys had been sexually assaulted. And the cause of the death for three of the cases was suffocation, but Jill Robertson was murdered with a shotgun. So, we first have the murder of Mark Steppens. Mark Steppens had been missing for four days before his body was found near an office complex in Southfield. His body was discovered on February 19th, 1979. A businessman named Mark Jena Buttingheimer, that is some real German Dutch, yes, (laughs) was... He was walking towards a drugstore located inside the New Orleans Mall when he thought he saw a mannequin dressed in a blue jacket and jeans. As he approached the object, he realized it was the child's body. This was around 11.45 a.m. What would you do if you ever found a dead body somewhere? I would be traumatized. I'd also be traumatized. Hey, you. Hey. Mm Mm-mm. 
So Mark was a seventh grader student at Lincoln Junior High and the autopsy listed his cause of death as asphyxia by the smothering and they also noted rope burns on his neck, wrists and ankles and he had been sexually assaulted. We then had Jill Robinson who had been missing for four days as well and and she was then found on the side of the I-75, which I think is probably like a, a road. Yeah. Okay, the, the 12-year-old girl left home on December 22nd, 1976 after an argument. Her mother had actually been arguing with Jill because she'd been asked to make biscuits for dinner and she refused and Carol told Jill to leave until she became part of the family. Okay. The guilt this mother must feel because sure. you told your daughter to leave sure. and she left and got kidnapped and murdered. I'd sure. Actually, I would never. Jill went to her room, got dressed, packed up her clothes and a blanket into a denim bag and left and rode her bike away from the home. Jill's father, Thomas Robinson, called the police at 11.30pm the day she left to report her missing. Her body was discovered on December 26, 1976. Her killer had transported her there and shot her at close range in the head with a shotgun. She was laying on her back and fully clothed. The police said that there were no signs of sexual abuse. Now, what I do find interesting is normally serial killers would stick to the same MO. So, for example, they would kidnap all boys Mm. or all girls. And all of them would have been sexually assaulted or none of them would have been Mm. sexually... Okay, I get the boy and girl thing. And the interesting thing is that she was killed with a shotgun and not strangled. Because they don't normally Mm. stray from what they used to. Yeah. So she is like really an outlier. Anyway, our next victim was Christian... Kirsten... Christian, there's 50 million pronunciations, yeah, but we go with it. Yeah. And she had been missing for 19 days before her body was found in a snow in a snowbank in Franklin Village. The 10-year-old girl lived with her mother in Berkeley and was a fifth grader student at yeah. Pattongill Elementary School. She had been last seen on the January the 2nd, 1977. She had left the bowling alley where her mother worked to go to a 7-Eleven store. Her body was discovered by a male carrier in a snowbank at the end of a dead-end street. Her body was so frozen that officials had to wait until the next day to perform an autopsy. You sure, see, even sure, that sure. is... Because normally, like, serial killers, like... This is me talking about me watching Criminal Minds. <laughs> like, the first few two victims were found after four days. Mm. Do you get, like, there's just quite a couple of differences between each. Normally with a yeah. serial killer, you'll have such structure. Mm. Mm. But it's, I mean, they're still killers. But besides the point, it's just something, a food for thought. Police said there were no signs of violence and she was in the same clothes that she had last been seen in. Her body was on its back, knees drawn up, and she had not been sexually assaulted and her cause of death was listed as suffocation. Timothy King had been missing for seven days before his body was found in Livona Ditch. The 11-year-old boy was the fourth victim connected to the killer and had been last seen on March 16, 1977. He left his Birmingham home with 30 cents that he'd borrowed from his older sister to go to a pharmacy. 
which was a three-trip block, which he had really? done often. Tim was the seventh child to now go missing in the area, and tensions were high. Hey. They actually then established a headquarters just a few blocks from his home and conducted a door-to-door -door search and interviewed his classmates. The boy's body was found on March of 2013. 1977 in a ditch along Gill Road around 300 feet from, from where he would gone. Old, yeah. yeah. He was found by a motorist just a short distance away from a very busy intersection. He was wearing the same clothes he had left in to go to the pharmacy and his skateboard was found 15 feet away from his body. The autopsy revealed that he had been fed his favorite meal of KSC, cleaned, groomed, and then suffocated, and he had been sexually assaulted. For me, that is sick. The fact that you would even feed the child, it's like, hey. how twisted must your mind be? Like, mm -hmm. it's, it's ridiculous. Mm. It was after Tim's murder that the police knew that they were investigating a serial killer. They organized the largest manhunt in U.S. history at that time, and the task force was established. The murder investigation was the largest of its kind in U.S. history mm. at that time, which, I mean, uh, people mm. do get quite noisy when kids get involved, but... Yeah. Besides the point, the task force was officially formed and funded after Tim vanished. The task force received more than 11,000 tips, mm -hmm. including one from a woman who told police she saw Tim King speaking with a man near a blue AMC gremlin with a white stripe on its side. This tip sparked a massive search and police stopped anyone who drove a blue gremlin. Mm -hmm. There is no doubt that a gremlin was involved. In 1977, police investigated a child pornography ring in North Fox Island. The massive Jay. investigation led police to two people, Frank Sheldon and Jerry Richards. Sheldon mm. owned a, like, it must have been if like a plot mm. or North Fox Island. Well, I'm assuming because he flew boys to the island. Mm. So I'm assuming it's like an island or something. But... This is like Jeffrey Epstein 2.0, but Sheldon built an airfield with a landing strip, adding a docking area and constructed cabins on the island. He had a private jet, which he flew children from hey. Clairvoy to the island. And then they would have the filming operations for the child pornography. Hey. Investigators do not believe that either one of the men were the county killer, but the theory suggests that the killer could have been someone victimized on the island, which would, is, would mm. make sense why he then only sexually assaulted the boys. Mm. You get what okay. I'm saying? On March 29, 1977, three Michigan State Police detectives flew to Juliet, Illinois to speak to an unnamed man in the Stateville Correctional Center who had been convicted of distributing child pornography. The police wanted to find out if the Oakland County child killers victims had been used to create pornographic films or still photo photos that were obviously then marketed. Yeah. The man provided detectives with information on where the material could be marketed and who might have knowledge of it, but he doubted that the murderer, who was described as psychopathic, would have been interested in that. He felt mm. there was too much police attention on child pornography to find any 
market at yeah. that time, which does make sense. Mm. A police a person claiming to be the roommate of the Oakland County child killer then wrote a long letter to a Detroit pharmacist in 1977. Huh? Dr. Bruce Danto shared the letter with investigators and the author of the letter only identified himself as Alan and referred to the killer as Frank. Alan said he went with the killer when he looked for boys. He said he was not with Frank when he kidnapped the four murder victims and the letter had many spelling and punctuation errors, which often they do have these letters that come forward to the police. Mm. And I'm going to read a bit that he wrote. I am desperate and nearly gone crazy and haven't got no place left to turn. Please don't give up the killer to the police. You must help me as there is no one else I can't turn to. This is for real. I know who the killer is. I live with him. I am his slave. Huh. <laughs> okay. One of the things though that does make sense for me if there's two people involved is one was the one strangling and one shot. Two different killers, two different methods of killing. Mm. Or he strangled, was like, maybe it's better to shoot, but when he shot, didn't mm. get that satisfaction mm. that he got from strangling and went back to strangling. I was thinking, yeah, it's, it's basic. Okay, so I was thinking it's more than one person. Mm. That's why there was that whole, you know, inconsistency in yeah. terms of how things were being done. So that's what I was thinking. And chances are the, the but you men... But do you know what makes me think maybe there was a woman involved is the fact that the children were cared for. You see, there's also that side of it. Because I do know you, do yeah. get, you can get guys where maybe that's part of their psychotic mm. ritual to take care of the kids. And then, like I said, the um, fattening a pig before you kill it. Mm. But for me, that's more maternal. Unless you had someone with alternate personalities. Mm. Yo, 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 we're going to get into this. So, I, Alan, this guy, mm, said he mm, stayed mm. with the children in the apartment in Detroit while Frank went to work. He said the children were gagged so no one else in the apartment complex could hear them. Alan said that he met Frank in Vietnam and that mm. the war had twisted Frank's mind. Now, I do believe this. I do believe a lot of people, you often find serial killers and things like that. In a lot of the cases we've done before bombings, whatever, yeah. they went to war. And that's because they come up so messed when they come mm. back because they see things and they experience things that yeah. traumatize them. Yeah. I mean, even the people who came back from World War One, the PTSD mm. that like no one had ever seen that before. They literally, yeah. it, that's where shell shock comes from. Like they were so disturbed. So, I mean, I, I can imagine. I'm going to quote more of his letter. He killed a lot of little kids then with medals for it, burned them to death, bombed them with napoleon. This must have been in Vietnam. He mm. wants the rich people like people in Birmingham to suffer like all of us who suffered to get nothing back for what we did for our country, Alan wrote. He's not a monster like you think. He really loves children, especially that little girl for three weeks not doing it because hates children, but doing it because hates everyone else out there. Hmm. Hectic. Yeah. Hectic. Alan said he would bring Polaroid pictures to prove Frank killed the four children if Danto brought the letter of immunity from the then governor 
William hmm. Milliken. Alan never showed up to the bar, though. Yeah, why would he show up to why the bar? Why would he show you up? No, I wouldn't show up. So he can catch me. No, 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 no. <laughs> Investigators have several persons of interest in the case, people who may know or at, may have known or at least heard of or associated with the killer. Many mm. of the persons of interest have ties to crimes involving pedophilia and the evidence trying these persons of interest in the case range from DNA to flat out accusation. So we're going to go through a couple of the suspects. So the first is Archibald Edward Sloan. Investigators found hair in Sloan's car, a 1966 Botanic Boneville. This was the DNA matched evidence found at two of the Oakland County child killer crime mm. scenes. Um, Mark Stebbins and Timothy Kings. The hair is not Sloan's, but police believed it belonged to somebody he knows. So he could have been an accomplice or lent yeah. the car to someone. Mm. Then there's Christopher Bush. Four decades, victims, family members, they believed that Christopher Bush was the killer. So mm. there must have been a significant amount of evidence or conspiracy. Mm. He was convicted of pedophilia. Uh, and he lived in Bloomfield Hills. Bush's name first changed in 1977 when Gregory Green was arrested on child sexual assaults. Green hmm. then told the police of Bush killed Stebbins and Bush was arrested. Hmm. Why did I say his name changed? I meant his name came <laughs> up. His name came up after this Gregory guy was arrested and Bush was arrested and while in custody he confessed to sexually assaulting a child. Bush killed himself in 1978 yeah. and the blood-stained ropes were found in Bush's home. The ropes were kept in an evidence locker for years before they went missing. Photos from his suicide scene also show a drawing that was pinned to Bush's wall. It appears to be a drawing of a tortured child. Some believe the child remembers, resembles Mark Stebbins. But my thing is, hmm. if a serial killer keeps momentum, mementos, why only keep one? Why not all four? Why not pictures of all four of the children? You get what I'm saying? Hmm. Uh, like yeah, if no, serial killers eh. keep a lock of hair, they're gonna take a lock of hair from every girl they kill. They're not gonna yeah. just take it from me mm. and not Susan down the road. Yeah. Uh, that's why I'm saying I feel like there's more than one yeah. person. Mm. Yeah. We then have Theodore Lamborghini. Hey, <laughs> and inspired. Richard Lawson. <laughs> there was a sex ring that targeted young boys in Detroit's Cass Corridor in the 1970s. There were five men believed to be involved in this ring, and Theodore Lamborghini and Richard Lawson were the only two still alive when they faced charges in 2006. Theodore was charged with 19 counts of sexually assaulting children, and Lawson faced 28 similar charges. Investigators do not believe either men were the killer, but they do believe that they had valuable information regarding the case. I don't know if any of them did it. That first, that Lamborghini. <laughs> Theodore. Yeah. For me, it rings a bell because uh, there is a... Yeah, no, that's, that's why I'm saying there's, there's a connection here because... There's a show that we've done where that same name came up. Like, I'm really? Trying, I'm trying, yeah, I'm trying to remember which one was it. 
but there was a show that we did where that name did come up. Hence why I'm saying I feel like it's more than one thing. Because they like, they, they, you know how people can like be connected and. But my thing is also, why did they only stop after four kids? There's probably more, but those four. Maybe they they moved or got arrested for something else or something like that. Yeah, maybe like, yeah. Because I'm going to list now, there are a couple of other people who could be. Mm. but have never been officially said to be victims of this killer. Mm. So those were Jane Louise Allen, 14, Kimberly Alice King, 12, Cynthia Ray, Cad- you? 16, and Sheila Schrock, 14. And two of these cases remained unsolved to this day, but convictions have come down for the other two cases. But at the time, it was speculated that these could have been part of the Oakland county child killer yeah okay so I, i'm thinking it, ca- it could have been a situation like you know your charles manson mm. where okay for him you know it was yeah, he recruited, those people yeah. who are doing the crime but at the end of the day it was him, him. you see so it could have been a situation for like me, that it's more like okay you were not on the show when we did the barbie and ken case but it was like a couple a couple okay and then they kidnap the kids like now the mom's mm, bathing them mm, like mm. this whole messed up mindset maybe they had miscarriages or couldn't have children of their own and there was this now messed up okay thing. See what you're saying. and then now the mom takes care of the kids but the father because it's not perfectly what they want because mm. they have this like idealistic and obviously because the kid's being kidnapped it's going to scream and shout yeah, and throw yeah, tantrums yeah. then the father obviously might have some anger management or and then it ends up now they kill the kids Mm. and then now they stuck at point a where they have to go get another kid so it's this thing of messed up idea as they wanted children couldn't get them there by Mm. themselves or fall pregnant maybe they they couldn't adopt or for whatever reason getting the kids but obviously now they're the kids are not behaving or i mean they're obviously traumatized they've been kidnapped and then it ends up with the husband killing mm. them mm. and now they've got to start again hmm. okay that that's 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 interesting because yeah I'm, I'm also thinking about the letter that they received so chances are the because i mean wife. another thing is the wife i mean alan doesn't necessarily have to be a boy yeah that's what i was thinking also. and i mean alan and frank are definitely not their real names mm. i mean hello mm. But that also be, could be a thing is often in those relationships, you do find there's all, a more dominant one. Mm. And the husband could have been the more dominant one. And the, the wife mm. looking after the children, like giving them their favorite meals. And, but she's also stuck in mm. this relationship. Mm. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. So too. anyway, sure, here are sure. these, these other people that were killed, these other children. So Jane Louise Allen was 14. She was last seen alive at Royal Oak at 12.30 on the 7th of August, 1976. Police said that that afternoon she had hitchhiked 17 miles to visit her boyfriend. Why do you have a boyfriend at 14 years old is my question. And why are you hitchhiking by yourself? This is what happens when you don't hey. tell your parents you, have a, you are in a relationship. You end up killed on the side of the road. So hey. just don't lie about relationships. <laughs> this is my rant. <laughs> okay. Right. Her boyfriend told police he reprimanded her for hitchhiking. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. 
and she left his house shortly after that. Four days after she disappeared, the decomposed body of a girl thought to be 17-year-old was found floating in the Miami River near Miamisburg, Ohio. Her hands were tied behind mm. her back with pieces of a white T-shirt. And investigators could not tell if she'd been assaulted. Then there was Kimberly Alice King. She was 12 when she disappeared and still has not been found. She yeah. does not have, though, any relations to Timothy King, one of the previous victims. Mm. Uh, Kimberly was last seen on September 16, 1979, at a friend's house. She walked from the friend's house and went to a payphone to call her sister. Her sister told her she shouldn't be out on the streets at that hour, and she returned to her friend's home, where she then snuck out of a window at 11 mm. p.m., that night, officials believed she was murdered. We then have Cynthia Ray, and she was 16 and last seen on January 15, 1976 in Roseville. Her naked body was found the next morning on the side of Franklin Road in Bloomsfield Township by a motorist. Police said her skull had been crushed with a blunt object, sure. and police said she had been abducted, sexually assaulted, murdered, and dumped. We then had Sheila Schrock, who was 14. She was sexually assaulted and shot and killed on January 19, 1976, while babysitting at a home in Birmingham. Schrock was an orphan who lived with her older brother, and she was babysitting on the day she had been killed. And the man accused of breaking into three other houses in the neighborhood using a pry bar and a screwdriver. It was said he broke into the home Schrock was in and then killed her and assaulted her i don't feel like any of these are the same i mm. feel like these are separate cases it's yeah i mean i know we said that in our four instances there were different mo's but these are very different yeah no that's because now with those ones i'm thinking what if it's like a gang type of situation where like okay so initiation time want you to do this so yeah, these, 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 I feel like these are not connected to mm. the, the, the Oakland. I feel like that in itself, if these themselves, all five of them were connected, but I don't, I just, because there's, there's changing your MO slightly, like from going from strangling to shooting back to strangling, mm. and then there's completely, and the difference is here, the girls were assaulted. Why mm. weren't those girls assaulted? There was yeah. definitely a reason only the boys were being assaulted yeah. in the, yeah. the case. Yeah. So, I don't know. I feel like there was some messed up. I feel like there was definitely more than one person. I don't think it was yeah, a lone that, that person. One, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, it's not just one person. One person, anything, yeah. but I definitely... And of, I don't know, then maybe they moved away or I one think, of them got arrested. Because uh, I, I, when a serial killer, the problem is unless they get stopped, it's like an addiction. It's not something you can just be like, I'm going to stop. I'm going to only kill three and then I'm mm, done. Mm. It's like a compulsion. I don't know. So maybe one of them died. Oh, yeah. Something went wrong. Something went wrong mm. for them to have stopped after four. Mm. Or maybe they are, we just don't. Maybe they moved to they Canada are. and then started killing in Canada. Because mm, mm. especially like in the 70s, I mean, it's much easier in 2023 to link cases across the world. Yeah. But in the 1970s, if a similar case was happening in Canada, you wouldn't really know about it. Yeah, because also news wasn't traveling yet. And like police weren't mm. interchanging information and stuff. Mm. So 
I just find it sick. These are my final thoughts that you would feed the children and bath the children and then kill them. <laughs> okay, I know that. Um, and like children, like innocent 10-year-old. I run, well, I'm one of the children's church leaders at the church that we are at. And I, I, I do not understand how you can look at that little child and be like, okay, sometimes I want to hit them because they're naughty. But <laughs> I can't well, imagine being like, I know, I can't imagine being like, I want to, I want to strangle you. You're a you, kid. You, yeah, they're eight, so innocent. Like just watching them do their little activities, 11, and they, they need me 10, to cut their paper for them, or mm. they can't even, like, like they little. Oh, it makes me so irritated. <laughs> But yes, yeah, no, this case remains unsolved. Hopefully one day we'll have some answers. Um, it's actually sad how mm, many cases mm. go unsolved. Yeah. But that is the Oakland County child killer. We... I'm, I'm, I'm out we, of words. Yeah, yeah, I'm out of words as well. I can't... I'm trying to think here yeah, to try and connect this. Maybe it was one of the people in there. <laughs> like, uh, now she's the conspiracy theorist. Yeah, now she's yeah, the yeah, person, yeah. you know, who has the whiteboard with all the red like, string nah. and sticky notes. That's It was Nash. the police officer. <laughs> okay, let's end before we go on a whole other tangent. But we will see you next time. Yeah. Goodbye. Peace. Share your thoughts with us. Send in your questions or simply tell us what you love most about Active FM. On the WhatsApp line 084-628-6060. Radio has never been better. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and YouTube.